0: in fact this is the third week two weeks before we started a sermon series on prayer called Jesus prayer stories so Jesus prayer Stories. so we're talking about the three prayer parables Jesus spoke to his disciples and to the multitude and to all of us today so we already talked about two of them And we talked about two parables that Jesus spoke. First week we talked about the shameless persistence of a man who got a guest in the middle of the night and he had nothing to put across the table. So he went and knocked the door of his friend to get something from him. And not just because he was a friend but just because he was persisting the friend could get up in the middle of the night and gave something what he had and last week we spoke about a widow who was persistent with a judge he was not a godly judge but she was so persisting that she could finally get the judgment from the unrighteous judge so today we are going to talk about the final parable that Jesus spoke on prayer the parable of the pharisee and the tax collector let's go back to luke chapter 18 if you have a bible you can turn to luke chapter 18 or we have that in the screen verses 9 through 15 luke chapter 18 verses 9 through 15 can we all read together also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Verse 11. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself God, I thank you that I am not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector i fast twice a week i give tithes of all that i possess and the tax collector stand afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but he beat his breast saying god be merciful to me a sinner verse 14 i tell you jesus told i tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself Will be exalted. So this morning I would title my sermon as Jesus Prayer Stories The Right Attitude or The Right Prayer Attitude. Can you say that with me? The Right Prayer Attitude. For some reason, Christianity, listen to me now, some reason Christianity makes all of us to think that we are superior than the others. Sometimes, even the denomination that we belong to, we belong to, sometimes that denomination makes or gives a feeling that our denomination is superior or something greater than the other denominations. Are you with me? Hello? Are you with me? Sometimes we get into that feeling of you know feeling that oh okay I belong to PAOC okay PAOC is a great organization we are better than that we are better than this you know we are better than everybody we get get that feeling sometime sometimes you know in the church we see various hierarchical structures there are bishops there are elders there are seniors there are deacons there are pastors and you know there are various offices prophets evangelists teachers and preachers and all those offices and there are various giftings that we see among the people of God today make them to think that they are somebody better than the ordinary believers they're better than whom what kind of believers what is that ordinary believer you have any idea ordinary believer There is nothing like that right so something we get a feeling that you know oh we are little superior because you know there are gifts operating in my life i'm able to do this for god i'm able to preach for 45 minutes i'm able to do this i'm able to do that maybe i'm little above somebody something when god starts using us in an area of our gifting we feel that we are superior than somebody That's the time I feel that, okay, I need some people under my command. You know, whatever I do, whatever I say, I want them to do. Because I am somebody great. You know, that superiority comes upon us. Not because of the title. It comes because of the responsibility sometimes. Are you with me? Sometimes we handle different responsibilities. Obviously, you know, we are accountable. It comes out of accountability. It comes out of responsibility upon us but other than that there is no superiority in anybody you can touch anybody you can feel anybody nothing is going to happen sometimes we have a feeling that if you touch a man of god you are going to get an electric shock no you're not going to get an electric shock you will be shocked actually you will not get an electric shock don't worry about it they are just like a. if you say ordinary believer they are just like ordinary believers we all believe in Jesus Christ so here we see a Pharisee who has obviously he has a social status he has a higher education so he has a higher qualification he has different religious responsibilities in the church or in the temple of God we admire that we accept that we acknowledge that now he is considering himself righteous And treating the tax collector so inferior to him you know often we get into this in Christianity often we get into this in our spiritual work with the Lord the moment God starts revealing certain things to us we feel that we are somebody great it's just a feeling it's not really but it is just a feeling so here is the reason why Jesus is bringing these two contrasting characters tax collector who is considered by the society as a sinner Pharisee who is considered as a righteous man godly man Jesus is bringing these two together and throwing them into the temple of God and Jesus is sitting there and observing what's happening there many times when we pray I'm asking why did Jesus you did that and jesus is telling to us through this parable many times when we pray we pray like pharisees many times when we pray we behave like pharisees and jesus wants to teach us today that we need to pray like whom There, tax collector thank you i'm so happy if somebody is talking back to me really really so jesus wants us to pray like a tax collector that's the reason probably he put that parable right in here jesus is addressing this parable not just to everybody but specifically to a group of people scripture talks about it if you can put uh, luke chapter 18 verse 9 in the screen luke chapter 18 was the first verse that we read can you read that again together also jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and rejected despise the other so jesus is speaking talking to this speaking this parable to those people who consider themselves that they are righteous and rejecting neglecting the rest of the people so this parable is addressed to a specific group of people today i believe this sermon will help us to set our attitudes right especially when we approach God in prayer can you say prayer and this is the final parable we are we'll be finishing this series with today's sermon first of all we are going to see what prayer is not what prayer is not prayer is not comparing ourselves with others and finding us better pharisee went into the temple of god for what hello to pray pray. and tax collector went to the temple of god for what to pray both of them went to the temple of god to pray so prayer is not comparing ourselves with others to find ourselves better verse 11 can you read verse 11 the pharisee stood and prayed how he prayed that's with himself he prayed not out loud but he prayed within himself god could listen god could hear what did he pray god I thank you that I am not like other men in the city. The extortioners, people who threat people to get money. I'm not like them. I'm not like unjust. I'm not like adulteress. I or even I'm not like this tax collector. What an introduction about somebody you know who is coming into the presence of God. Do you pray that way, Lord? I'm somebody great, Lord. I could do so many things, Lord. I am somebody. I have given so much to your t- to the t- church, Lord, to the kingdom of heaven, Lord, Lord God. I am my name, and then I am coming to you, God, in prayer. How many of you pray that way? Do you pray that way? No. But look at Pharisee. That's how he prayed. So when we pray, sometimes we get into the mode of thinking that God can answer my prayer. Because I am somebody. Something I want you to closely follow with me right now. When we pray, we have a feeling in the back of our mind. Lord, I have been walking with you, Lord, so many years together. Now you must listen to my prayer. You must answer me. Because I am better than somebody. You know, many times we don't really need to introduce ourselves to God. Because God knows us god knows all of us at times our relationship with god our familiarity with god makes us to think make us to think that we are better than somebody are you with me this morning at times you know we are so familiar to god because we know our god we have a good relationship with god at times you know that makes us to think somebody better than others at times we become self righteous at times we find ourselves good in our own eyes at times we feel that we are walking one more step closer to god than the rest of the people i have come across people coming and say, pastor pastor listen to me you know god is showing this to me for you pastor you must obey this because this is god i want you to listen you know sometimes we feel that there is a push from people thinking that they are walking one foot one kilometer ahead of you they are walking closer to god than you i mean it's good to walk closer to god but sometimes when we come in prayer we will not carry that attitude when jesus spoke this parable he said in verse 9 can you read verse 9 also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others considering ourselves righteous is called what self-righteousness self-righteousness Jesus was condemning the scribes and Pharisees for strictly following the religious traditions the legal traditions in order to make them better than someone else listen to me, I want you to listen to me closely today we go to church, today we follow God are we following God so that we can show the world that we are somebody great? Pharisees they follow God, scribes they follow God they follow the religious traditions because they wanted to show themselves they are somebody great so why do we follow God? what is the attitude with which we follow God? self-righteousness is a sin that's what Bible says you remember Cain and Abel Cain tried to hide his feeling of inadequacy when he gave that offering to God and he was filled with the jealousy and he was so proud of his accomplishment what he could bring into the presence of God but that didn't work Eventually, he had to kill his brother Abel Nebuchadnezzar you know the king the great king of Babylon He thought about what the beautiful Babylon that he built and he thought about his accomplishments in his life and he realized He came to an understanding probably I may be greater than the power and glory of God Almighty That's what he thought in his mind which cost him the whole life that he had to humble himself and take the form of an animal and eat the grass of the field. Self-righteousness is a sin. Today we may be self-righteous if we judge ourselves. If we don't judge ourselves but we judge others. Today we may be self-righteous if we judge others based on our own criteria. We may be many times we may be very concerned about people's action than their attitude we are self-righteous we are more interested in judging people than restoring that shows that we are self-righteous we always make excuses for ourselves but not for others self-righteous and Jesus was telling you don't need to come with an attitude when you come to pray number two prayer is not prayer is not trying to get an answer based on our merits let's listen what the Pharisee said verse 12 I fast twice can you read with me I fast twice a week I give tithes of all that I possess Pharisee thought because of his merits because he could do this he could do that he thought the prayer is going to be answered but his prayer was not heard his prayer was not heard at all listen to me many times when we try to please God by our merits we fail our prayer will not be heard can you listen to me many times when we try to please God with our merits with what we are good at when we try to please God our prayer will not be heard was it good was it good or bad the pharisee was fasting twice a week what do you think it's good right if not nothing else pharisee is going to lose at least weight correct so fasting is good it was good that he was fasting it was good that he was tithing regularly fasting is important Tithing is important. Jesus is not condemning. You know, sometimes we get that. You know what? Jesus spoke to that Pharisee saying that, you know, it's not worth fasting. It's not worth giving tithe to the church. So don't. No, 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 no. It's not. He's not saying that. He's saying fasting is important. Tithing is important. But his attitude was not right with God. Are you with me? He did everything that he could do, but his attitude was not right with God. Inside, he was despising others. Inside, he was rejecting others sometime in our Christian walk with the Lord I'm talking to all the believers sometime in our Christian walk with the Lord we tend to put the Pharisees apparel Pharisees robe in our lives and we tend to think that the somebody who is sitting next to me or somebody who's working with me she doesn't go to church at all so I'm somebody great that may not be true that's just a feeling god has anointed me and given me so much of so many gifts and i will go to heaven not the rest that's just a feeling it's not the truth inside he had hatred do you know how many believers we get anointed we are anointed and we speak in tongues we pray in the spirit and we are so powerful inside of the church we don't speak to our brother we don't speak to our sister we lost that contact because we are bitter. We are hurt. What is the best name for such believers? What is the best name for such believers? Pharisees. Today we see many Pharisees inside the church and church should shake it up. Church should shake herself up and get out of this. God looks at the inside. There's nothing wrong in outwardly doing everything. It's all needed. It's all must. But more than the outward things that we do, what is important is our attitude. That's a simple thing. That's a simple soft voice that you keep hearing inside of you. What do you hear? Are we able to respect others? Whenever attitude is not right, our fasting and tithing won't please God. Many things we do for God... Will go waste when our attitude is not right. If we have a negative attitude towards people and towards the work of God, towards the kingdom of God, many things that we do in our life will go waste. I want you to read with me Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. God says, But we are all like, can you read with me? We are all like an unclean thing we are all it doesn't matter who we are we are all like unclean thing and all our righteousness us are like filthy rags have you seen when the world go in the side of the road there is an ugly bag at the side of the road it's so brown so lost its color and we don't know what it is packed up with Nobody, dared to, anyone dare to touch that bag because it's so ugly, it's so smelly. God says, that's our life. That's how we are. We look people outside, but we don't know inside. Whoever it may be, we are all put in the same scale. There's nobody greater, nobody's superior and inferior. We're all in the same boat. God wants us to have the right attitude in everything. That makes the difference today certain people are able to excel in their lives today certain people are able to come up in their career come up in their life and do great things for god because their attitude is straight their attitude is great inside they have a very pure attitude paul admonishes her warns the church in philippi if you can come with me to philippians chapter 2 and he's saying that you need to have a right attitude this is what he says it's very important philippians chapter 2 verses 14 to 16 do all things can you read with me do all things without complaining and disputing go ahead that you may become blameless and harmless children of god without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast the word of life so that i may rejoice in the day of christ that i have not run in vain or labored in vain. What Paul is saying? Paul is saying, You are living in the midst of a crooked generation. Church, I want you to separate. Separate in what way? Separate in your attitude, not externally. God is not asking us to separate and keep away from the world. God wants us to be in the world. God li- wants us to live in the world, even though we are not of the world, but we are living in the world to touch lives. Paul is saying, writing it very beautifully. You're supposed to shine as lights in the world where the light can shine in the darkness. darkness. Exactly. Thank you. Light cannot shine where already light is light can shine only in the darkness god wants us to be touched in touch god wants us to be in friends with those ugly people those they, we think that they will never go to the kingdom of heaven god wants us to be with them god wants us to be put our hands around them and touch and be with them even though they are drunk even though they are addicted even though whatever kind of life they are living god wants you to be with them because there is darkness then only you can shine your light Then only you can shine your light, but there should be a separation. Listen to me church this morning where that separation should be separation should be inside of us in our attitude The world is crooked and perverse, but you as a child of God you want to have a right attitude Don't consider them lower than you Having a right attitude and Paul says so that I have run in my life If I don't bring you up that way, in that way, I may waste my life. I would have wasted my life, entire life. What prayer is not, that is what we talked about. Prayer is not comparing ourselves with others and considering others low. Prayer is not trying to get an answer based on our merit. Now let's see, what is prayer? Can you say, what is prayer? Prayer is humbling us and realizing our sinful nature. Prayer is humbling us and realizing our sinful nature. Verse 13. Can we read verse 13? And the tax collector standing afar, can you help me? The tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he breathed his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. See the contrast of the two prayers. Somebody is saying that I'm not like a sinner like this fellow somebody is saying that I tithe regularly I fast regularly God you must listen to me But here we see somebody standing at the corner and saying that Lord I I, I don't even worthy I'm not even worthy to look at you Lord God Be merciful To me A sinner Prayer is an act of Humility can you say humility Humility When we pray, we are saying, God, God, I have tried everything in my life. Lord, I I believe I can't make without you, oh God. I can't make it without you. I want you to sustain me, oh God. I want you to hold me, oh God. I want you to give me grace, oh God. I need your help. I need your help, Lord. Without you, I cannot move forward. Lord, please, I'm not worthy, but please help me. Please help me prayer is a is not a declaration of our strength prayer is not a declaration of our merit, but prayer prayer is the declaration of our weakness are you with me prayer is not a declaration of our strength prayer is an announcement and declaration of my weakness god i am weak but you are you are strong. God, I am weak, but you are strong, Lord. That's the reason I'm coming to you. If we are strong, why should we come to God? Because we don't have strength. Because we can't achieve by our strength. That's the reason we are here, oh God. See the attitude, the attitude changes when we come to the presence of God in prayer. Prayer is an act of God's strength. Prayer is an act of God's favor and God's grace and mercy when we come to God in prayer. We don't come to god saying that lord i have done this i have done that we come to the come to god realizing how sinful we are who knows how sinful you are okay and then yourself myself yourself so when we come to god we come with the realization of how sinful we are we realize our helplessness and come to God if you can put the next slide Eric Raymond is a senior pastor of Redeemer Fellowship Church in the Metro Boston so this is what he says can you read with me sin at its core is pride is that name familiar to you of pride? pride sin at its core is pride by the way pride is in the in the bible prayer at its core is the expression of humility very beautiful words sin at its core is pride but prayer at its core is the expression of humility the only way out of sin is to humble ourselves before god embrace reality and plead for mercy and grace and he says our hearts are tricky. And they are quite deceptive. We will tell ourselves we can't pray. Because we haven't been praying for a long time. If you are, ha- are not praying for a long time. Obviously you cannot pray. And sin doesn't allow us to pray. And if you pray sin doesn't remind in our lives. They are all connected. Our flesh will rage against Humbling ourselves before God in prayer How many times we come to God in prayer With our flesh We have so many things to tell to God The list of things to carry in the presence of God And tell God, I want this, I want this, I want this But your self is not willing to humble you How do you expect God to hear your prayer? How do you expect God to answer our prayer? God did not answer Pharisee. If God would have answered Pharisee, we can pray that way. But Pharisee was not justified. Only the tax collector, he was justified. He was cleansed. And the Pharisee went just like a sinner. The prayer was not heard at all. Prayer is humbling us and realizing our sinful nature. Then secondly, what is prayer? Finally, prayer is pleading for God's mercy. Can you say pleading? Verse 13 shall we read verse 13 together and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven But beat his breast saying God be merciful to me a sinner Prayer is not only humbling ourselves and realizing our sinful nature Prayer is also pleading God for his mercy You know mercy is not getting punished According to what we deserve. As I said, we all know our sinful nature. And if God would have punished according to our sins, He can't live on the face of this earth. That's what is the mercy of God. The mercy of God covers us, the blood of Christ covers all our sins. It's the mercy of God. I want to give some more example from the Word of God when Peter denies the Lord I want you to follow with me very soon I'll finish when Peter denied the Lord how many times he denied three times he denied he committed a major sin on the face of this earth. the denying Lord God walked with him for three and a half years and now he denied Lord and she said I do not know this man how many of us will say that when we are at the gunpoint asking us to deny the Lord it's a tough question to answer will we say that I I do not know Jesus means a question you need to ask I'm not asking you I need to ask myself all of us need to ask ourselves Peter was exactly the same situation if he would have accepted he would have been crucified that day and Peter said I do not know this man and he started cursing Jesus What else could be a better sin or the worst sin on the face of this earth? Three times he denied the Lord. Jesus extended his mercy. When he was fishing, Jesus went and stood next to him and said, What did he say? Peter, do you love me? How many times? Three times he asked. The mercy of God. It follows wherever you go. It doesn't leave you just like that because he's a merciful God on the another occasion Saul the Tarsus He was persecuting churches. He was binding people and he was throwing them into the prison those who are following Jesus Christ and because of his mercy, Jesus appeared to Saul on the road to the road of Damascus, Damascus, road to Damascus. And he, saw, he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. You know, somebody who rejected you, somebody who spoke bad things about you, evil things about you and what kind of mind do you will have to go back and tell them i love you i care for you again they will throw curses on your face do you have that character do you have the ability to love somebody like that we can't we don't because we are human but god does jesus did that his mercy no matter how much we go away from god no matter how much we forget god he follows us jesus said to the tax collector Jesus heard his prayer and Bible says the tax collector went back home justified that simply means his status was changed from sinner to saint sinner to justified but think about the Pharisee who came in the same way as a sinner a sinner and he went back in the same way He was not justified why? God could not hear his prayer God could today hear our prayer when we humble ourselves and we cry out, we are desperate for the, glo- for the mercy of God. When we plead God for his mercy, God will listen to our prayer. Can you put the next slide, please? Just tend to write this this morning. Neither reading a prayer book. Can you read with me? Nor a spirit-filled prayer is going to be heard unless our attitude is right. And we are found pleading for God's mercy over our sinfulness. You know, if we are not found there, no matter how much we pray, in what way we pray, our prayer will not reach God. God wants us to humble us. God wants us to cry out for God's mercy in every step. Not just one time in our lives. In every step, God wants you to depend on his mercy god wants you to humble yourself you know when we come to god many times we come to god with the with 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 the thing that we handle with people sometimes we may be angry with people we may be upset with people but be careful when you come to god just do not bring those anger do not bring those things that you spoke to people into the presence of god when you come to god do not allow those things to overpower your mind the moment that takes over your mind you will not be able to humble yourself to god when you come to god in prayer just surrender yourself and be quiet in the presence of god until you get the right words until your attitude turns to good then god will answer our prayer the writer of hebrews says finally we must come to god to obtain mercy Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 shall we read together for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses But was in all points tempted as we are yet found without sin Verse 16 let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace to help in to help us in time of need we need that mercy We need that grace this morning. Shall we all just stand for a moment this morning as we summarize? When we approach God in prayer and found self-righteous our prayer is not going to be heard. Even when we fast even when we give our tithes and offerings to God if our attitude is not right our prayer is not going to be heard our prayer will be heard only when we humble ourselves realizing our sinfulness our inability our prayer will be heard only when we plead God for his mercy over our sinfulness this morning as we stand in prayer I would ask you this question how many times we come to God in prayer and not having a right attitude in the presence of God.